0: Baby, it's a grind, and this your bitter life where nothing just won't do. The girl pleads, the woman
1: needs a wedding ring. Man, this is Todd in Los Angeles. As long as Los Angeles doesn't get <laughs> nuked out of existence,
0: I think we're in line first. We're a little closer. Mm.
1: <laughs> sure, but why lobby? Why love if you're going to bomb the, the U.S., why aim for Alaska?
0: Well, we do have a fair amount of military hardware in place.
1: True, but Los Angeles is 13 million. Just saying.
0: You know, it seems to me a better use of resources if you're going to try to destroy a city in the U.S., but... Exactly.
1: (laughs) All right, well, and welcome to the, what the fuck has gone on for the past two weeks episode of This Conversation Rocks.
0: Right? I was thinking we should call it, When is the Time to Talk About This Shit? (laughs) The Trump-tacular episode? Yeah, the Trump-tacular episode. That's probably good. Or the Pentastic episode. Did you hear about (laughs) Pence this morning? No, I
1: haven't seen the news today.
0: He went to a football game for all of enough time to have a tantrum while some players took the knee during the national anthem and then stormed out of the football game and released the statement about how he and President Trump are not going to accept, not going to support any group that is disrespectful during our national anthem.
1: You know what? This is, this is where we get down to it. Go fuck yourself.
0: Right. I was
1: like, who's in the fuck that
0: guy today? Who's in the fuck that guy today?
1: (laughs) If your patriotism is as simple as, in God we trust, stand during the Pledge of Allegiance and the National Anthem, and wear a fucking flag pin on your fucking lapel, I got no time for you. Because that's not patriotic. That's just fucking bullshit.
0: Well, and I feel like as a veteran, you have more of a right to say that than I do, even. I mean, really, I do. Well, I appreciate it. But I I mean, the thing
1: is, is that freedom of speech means the freedom to burn the fucking flag if you're pissed off in America. You're Also, you get to deal with the consequences of burning a flag in public. I'm just, you know. Right. You know, your your right to do something is your right to do something. And the right for people to hate you for it is their right. And, you know. It just it, it it oh man it is so simplistic to say oh my god they didn't stand during the national anthem fuck those guys you know without giving any credence to well why aren't they standing during the national anthem and right. oh by the way oh by the way honestly this wasn't a big fucking issue until you morons made it a big fucking issue two weeks ago and the NFL has been cashing in on it since then the fucking ratings have been up for the NFL for the past two weeks have
0: they really? yeah oh that's good i didn't know that
1: except for the la chargers but
0: (laughs) but that has more to do with skill and less to do with politics
1: well well everything to do with politics and skill right (laughs) moved them from san diego to la la hates them uh you know blah 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 it's a whole different story we can get into it later i'm just saying hey spanos fuck you for moving the chargers and you know destroying your team anyway But, yeah, I just, you know, Pence can have all the meltdowns he wants, you know, because, you know, that is absolutely what I need in the vice president. You know, go to a football game and bitch about some guy taking a knee.
0: Not just that, but cost us the money for the transit to the football game and for the whole Secret Service detail that you know he's got at the football game with him and then leave in a tiff. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Okay, you know, here's the truth about Pence. We'll just go ahead and put it out there. Pence hates football. Right.
0: (laughs) And women and Americans and minorities and Americans.
1: Yep. The only thing he likes about football is nothing. (laughs) In fact, Pence is the Antichrist.
0: (laughs) So it was actually, it was coldly calculated to get him the hell out of that football game before he had to sit through the whole thing. (laughs)
1: Uh, You know, it's just... God, talk about your fake outrage, right? Like, you don't have more important things to do as the... Well, maybe as the vice president, you don't, but... (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, go find something more important to do
0: <laughs> Oh my god, speaking of more important things to do as the vice president You you missed this too So Bob Corker and Donald Trump have had a Twitter war this morning Go Corker And it's been really funny because Bob Corker's response to Donald Trump at one point was Hmm, it's a shame that the White House has become a place where we need adult babysitting And apparently someone missed their shift this morning <laughs> Wow.
1: <laughs> I, I hate it. I, I'm starting to love these some of these Republicans. Right? Man. Oh, you know. my God.
0: I have to tell you, my friend Jennifer and I are totally fangirling Richard Painter. Richard Painter <laughs> on Twitter. And I'm like, I, I can't believe this. The world is upside down. Richard Painter is one of my favorite people. And I think he's really honest. And he worked for George W. Bush. What the hell?
1: <laughs> well, well because because during the Bush administration, despite the fact that we had lots of problems with it, right, they still had a lot of the professional bureaucracy and subject matter experts and everything involved in it, right yeah, and that's the thing that's totally missing in this administration and with Rex Tillerson getting ready to get shown the door, you know there'll be another position that is just totally fucking vacant.
0: So it sounds like he's considering Mike Pompeo for that position. And I don't Um, know a lot about Mike Pompeo, but I remember people saying he was kind of a firebrand and not very reliable. I know, right? So we have the choice between the former head of Exxon or someone who's a firebrand and not very reliable. Okay. I'm Uh, good with that. God.
1: Yeah. Which leads us back to, you know, dealing with North Korea and why, Los Angeles is going to get nuked off the fucking map because of this moron.
0: So can we just start with the, this is the calm before the storm comment?
1: Right, which scares the shit out of me. What are what we doing? What the invading, hell? Invading North Korea?
0: I So I don't know if he's talking about North Korea. I don't know if he's talking about rolling back the Iran nuclear deal, which of course is going to make North Korea even less interested in being diplomatic with us
1: i or or you know it's just now full-on women with burkas (laughs) i mean all of these things are
0: possible he talks himself into these stupid corners by saying shit like that and then has to come up with something maybe he didn't even really mean anything but now he's going to come up with something right it's a little terrifying
1: Oh, my God. I mean, because, yeah, again, this guy is an idiot.
0: Well, and then the fact that it was followed up by the um, North Korea only understands one thing tweet. Or there's only one thing that will work with North Korea or something along those lines.
1: And that is kneeling during
0: a football game? <laughs> that is not kneeling during a football game. Damn it.
1: Damn it. <laughs> I thought I had this figured out. Uh, fuck this shit, man. Yeah, I mean, you know... Bob from Seattle now, Bob from Los Angeles, he and I were talking the other night, and he, admittedly, he had, he had been hitting a bottle pretty hard by the time we got going on this, but he was like, that's it, America's over, just, you know, he had hit his, he had hit his fucking wall, you know, yeah.
0: that, you know, and. It
1: feels like it. Well, it's hard, to, yeah, it's hard to say that he's wrong, you know, because, you know, fuck it. If you're transgender, fuck you. If you want birth control, fuck you. Can if... we talk
0: about the transgender thing for a minute? Just because we didn't say that we were really going to talk about it, but it really upset me. So basically, Mike Pence, on the same day that the rollbacks of the birth control mandate were announced or not meg pence i'm sorry jeff sessions i get all of the white conservative fuckers <laughs> just totally one guy confused
1: <laughs> just one guy runs around making an ass of right, the pot, right?
0: <laughs> so the same day that the birth control mandate was rolled back and we'll talk about the birth control mandate jeff sessions announces basically a rifra in a memo that is a government-wide memo so he's basically Saying that these groups that we have been striving to protect, like trans people, are no longer protected because right. of dearly held religious beliefs. Right. I just, I, you know, every, so this week was so crazy with Las Vegas and with Tom Petty dying and with kind of just things that were really big and distracting. Things like that got missed. Yeah. 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 (sighs) So, yeah, pretty much if you're not a white Christian dude, you're in trouble. Rich. And I've been feeling that way for a long time. Yeah, rich has to be in that equation, too. I've been feeling that way for a while, but this week it really held it out.
1: And preferably uh, racist as fuck.
0: Right. Because apparently, speaking of racist as fuck, the neo-Nazis went back to Charlottesville last night. Did you see that?
1: I saw that. I didn't get into it, but anything come with that?
0: No, they basically were like, we're coming back. So it was like, okay. It was somebody made a joke about they have to get the tiki torches back to Walmart by a specific time to get their deposit back. <laughs> okay, so now things just
1: get, are getting even weirder. Uh, so, so now... Trump is saying that he created the term fake news. Okay. I, I just, I, oh my God, stop playing. I don't need to play this story. <laughs> I guess other people have used it perhaps over the years, but I've never noticed it. Oh my God, this was an interview. Of course, here's the real key, right? You want to talk about fake news. This was during an interview with Mike Huckabee, on the, on Huckabee's new show on the Trinity Broadcast Network.
0: Oh, my God. Speaking of which, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is so insulting. Oh, my God.
1: Fuck that girl.
0: I am insulted as a woman. <laughs> I'm insulted as a liberal. I'm insulted as a human.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just right there, right? As a human being, I'm insulted. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that sums up the entirety of all of this problem,
0: right? <laughs> the entirety of this administration? Right. As a human being, I am and insulted. insulted. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm not embarrassed to be an American. I'm embarrassed to be a human being. Yeah. Right? You know? A... And... Mm. Okay. <sighs> the fuck? The USA Today. White supremacist rally... Oh, white supremacists say rally in Charlottesville is a model for protests across the nation. You know, whatever.
0: <laughs>
1: the only The only news, the only news story about that in my feed came from USA Today,
0: which kind of tells you everything you need to know, right?
1: <laughs> happy news for happy people. <laughs> what was it? What was it? Uh, mangling some Russian, but there's no. There's no Pravda, no Avasti, and no Avesti and Pravda.
0: Right, there's no news and truth, and there's no truth and news. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Kind of feels that way these days. Yeah. But hey, oh yeah, but speaking of news, right, fake news and everything, right, apparently Trump is completely losing the credibility war, and media media is regaining credibility on a grand scale.
0: I saw that. So So, that's something that we get out of this next three-ish years it's not worth the fight but at least we get something decent out of it yeah yeah although it was really interesting I reposted um, a commentary that Dan Rather had written about the Las Vegas shooting and of course one of my conservative friends jumped in right away and was like and once again Dan Rather loses all credibility and I just wrote back and said and once again we completely disagree <laughs> ah
1: poor rather does one bad news story in his entire fucking career
0: <laughs> i you know i follow his news and guts page and he writes some really good essays he's, so no he's,
1: he's great he's yeah. great he just fucked up he just one fucked story. up that that one story unfortunately it was a big story but it was just you know
0: <sighs> oh well yet brian williams still has a job <laughs>
1: Right, by the way, this is where we remind you, hate mail, care of Brian Williams.
0: The 11th hour, uh, NBC, yeah. <laughs> uh This
1: this episode's going well. We appreciate anybody who's li- still listening at this
0: point. <laughs> right. Well, so we <laughs> said we were going to talk about birth control. We said we were going to talk about North Korea. We said we were going to talk about Vegas.
1: Okay, so here's what I want to talk about with Vegas, right? Okay. Um, and I'm totally stealing this from uh have you caught uh, pre oh so okay
0: oh i i didn't you... listen to preet's latest podcast but i have started listening to his podcast
1: yeah it's phenomenal isn't yeah. it yeah what's it called uh
0: um hold on i've got it right here kind of maybe kind of me. <laughs> <laughs> so well, the problem but... is is that Facebook or not Facebook, Apple totally changed the way that um podcasts are organized in the phone now with an update. So I'm like, "Wait, I know that Preet Bahara's uh his podcast is in here somewhere." I've been listening to a lot of Pod Save the People, Pod Save America. <laughs> I think it's Wait something.
1: No, uh, it's Next or something. Oh, come on. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Tap the <laughs> ends.
0: God damn it. I'm going to have to edit. stay.
1: Stay tuned.
0: Is it stay tuned?
1: Stay tuned with Preet.
0: Okay. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Oh my All right. God. Anyway, I've got so... like five episodes to catch up on. Holy cow. Anyway, yeah, I'm, sure okay, five, so you...
1: I'm not sure there's been five episodes, yeah, but okay. Episodes.
0: So you're, so you're stealing this from Preet. Go for it.
1: Uh, because the the question the question that his guest I forget the who it was this week, but his guest really put is like, what is the breaking point? You know, because he's all honestly, I thought that, uh, you know, getting gun, you know, when a when a congressperson gets shot. That's it, you or know, we're going to have that, to really do something.
0: What about when 20 kids right, you get know, shot down in a school, 20 pre, twenty right, elementary right. school kids?
1: And, and just, he, he, just kept, he just kept listing the holidays off, right? right. And, you know, but in terms of, you know, school kids or people who are just going to the movies or, you know, you know, just think that it's going to be the. And so if that hasn't been the breaking point, if, if none of this has been the breaking point. What why makes this different? Is it? No. Well, what makes this different? The answer is absolutely nothing because the bottom line is apparently as Americans, we're okay with getting gunned down in the streets every so often. Right. I mean, when you think about it, right? Because if we weren't, yeah, because if there was, we would have crossed that threshold.
0: You know, there's part of me that, that is like, maybe the rapidity with which this happened, maybe the number of people who were hurt and killed I I read an article about it this morning, and 58 killed, I knew that, 527 injured, but here was the stunning statistic. It happened in 11 minutes. Sure.
1: But all we're going to do, all we're going to do, at best, all we're going to do, and I'm not even sure we'll get there, all we're going to do is is, uh, make bump stocks illegal, whatever.
0: And I'm not even sure we're going to get there because they've already sold out across the country.
1: Right. And if any previous gun legislation is to be reviewed and looked at and provide the path, I will say this, right? Even if we outlaw bump stocks tomorrow, any bump stocks that exist are actually grandfathered in. And then there will be a huge after after uh, market.
0: Sure. Yeah, everybody will buy them at gun shows.
1: Yeah, well, and uh, companies, the companies that make them will... Uh, have a huge inventory. Well, maybe not a huge inventory, but they'll start buying them back to sell them again because it'll be totally legal.
0: So, so what, problem I did, solved. So did if, Preet's uh, guest have any suggestions about if there is a breaking point or if there is legislation or what we can really do?
1: No, what he was really saying is what the fuck is wrong with us that there is no breaking point, right? right. He was very, <laughs> very polite. And this guy, uh, this guy was, uh, uh, former reporter, former intelligence officer for the New York Police Department. Um, you know, I mean, this this guy's a heavy hitter.
0: Right, he's someone who knows what he's talking about. He's not like us, for example. <laughs> right. This, this, is a guy, this is
1: a guy who got an interview with Bin Laden back before Bin Laden became Bin Laden to us. Uh, you know?
0: Looks like the guy's name was John Miller? hmm Okay.
1: It's a great interview. I know what and I'm going
0: to listen to today. And honestly if this
1: keeps rambling on, maybe our people should just go listen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Check it out. It's a good podcast.
1: It's a great podcast. It's a great podcast. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's my thing is that like, I don't want to talk about outline bump stocks. I mean, this is nothing, you know, this is the same shit we did, um, back in the Clinton, Clinton era where we banned, you know, certain types of weapons and large capacity magazines and everything. but, Banning them doesn't mean that we're getting rid of the existing stock and so the existing
0: everybody's still got them. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you know, it doesn't do a damn thing. Everybody feels good because, oh, we did something no, you didn't do shit. you know that's the problem. We didn't do shit. so interestingly enough, I saw an editorial this week in the New York Times that um, basically, it's the time to just repeal the Second Amendment.
0: I saw that too. And,
1: you know, I didn't, I have never considered that before, but it did occur to me, uh, it wasn't stated in this article, but it did occur to me that we have actually repealed amendments before because they were bad ideas.
0: Right. We we repealed prohibition.
1: We repealed slavery. Right. (laughs) You know. And uh, as well, we outlawed slavery, and as a result of that, we eliminated all the language in the Constitution around slaves counting for three fifths of a vote, right, and all that stuff. So, I mean, the Constitution is not well; it's not it's not the Bible; it's not the direct word of God. God damn it!
0: <laughs> well, neither is the Bible, <laughs> but we won't go there. <laughs>
1: Perfect setup.
0: Perfect setup. <laughs>
1: oh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, I, I just, it was very interesting because I had never considered such a drastic measure, but I thought, hmm, why the fuck not? Because the problem is uh, a well regulated militia. Well, I mean, that's a state's thing, you know, and actually it's been co opted by the federal government with the U S army. Right. You know,
0: well, we I didn't need... it just goes back to that argument of the language that was written over 200 years ago. Doesn't, doesn't necessarily... apply to the weaponry that we have now.
1: Yeah. And well, I mean, you know, arguably it was never intended. Yeah. It was never intended to support this.
0: Right. Does the Second Amendment mean that anyone can have anything that they want in terms of a firearm? I don't think so. Right.
1: Right. You know, I think it's time to end that concept. Definitely send your hate mail to Brian Williams. I don't care. <laughs> I don't
0: care. Well, so this is kind of what I want to come at um Vegas from because this i i found this article and i actually just reposted it on our facebook page it was so striking so it was an article entitled thoughts on vegas and why men keep doing this written by a guy named charlie hone h-o-e-h-n um and i don't want to single out men but to be fair most of the mass shooters are men um
1: But In fact, I got to be honest, I'm not aware of one who wasn't.
0: I actually can't think of a a female mass shooter. But when you look at the definition, it's something like over four shot. So I'm sure that there must be, you know, if you're talking about a small scale mass shooting, I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. Um, There probably (laughs) are women who have perpetrated. But when we think about the big mass shootings that that become media worthy, I can't think of any women who have have done that. Right. Anyway, so this. Person actually lived near Columbine and was in school when the Columbine shootings happened. It sounds like he now works in mental health and his points were really interesting. He basically said that we see these continued mass shootings because of loneliness, shame, and what was the other? Um, Play deprivation, which I thought was a really interesting concept. So he was talking about how men in the U.S. are chronically lonely. And I, I see that in... The patients that I see, I, I see it somewhat in women. I see it much more pronounced in men. And and his point is that men have no confidants, no people that, that they can really engage in that intimate disclosure in terms of conversation with. Um, there's no safe non-sexual touch in our culture. And... Also, just that men are kind of held to this unhealthy ideal of masculinity, reacting with violence, reacting with anger. And he said all of those things together really lead to isolation of men. And it's true. You know, when you look at one of the highest risk groups of suicide, it's men in exactly this shooter's age group, retired men in their 60s, 70s. Those are men. Those are people who are killing themselves because they feel like there's nothing left. And they're so isolated from contact with other human beings that they don't find a reason to go on. Right. The other thing that I thought was really interesting, and I don't know much about this, I'm going to have to look into it more, but he said that there is in the literature, there's a direct correlation between play deprivation and mental illness. And so basically what he said is we've created this culture where our kids just don't play anymore and we don't continue to play as adults. And his argument was that when we do play, we're learning how to form friendships, we're learning skills, and we're learning survival skills. We're learning to overcome difficult things. So I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, it's actually not bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a really, really good article, and I did put it on our Facebook page. He's He makes fairly subtly the argument for exploring these things and creating safe situations for men to have people that they're intimately connected to and to have safe touch, for example, to have non-sexual touch. And he also recommends a documentary called the mask you live in. And apparently it's about kind of toxic masculinity. So that's on my list of things to watch now after reading that article. Toxic
1: masculinity. I know. Isn't
0: that <laughs> an awful expression? But it's true. I mean, and that was not his expression. That's actually an expression that I stole from the uh, women who do the My Favorite Murder podcast. But <laughs> but that's pretty much what he was talking about is just, you know, how painful it is to live in that really masculine mask. Oh, uh, fuck. So,
1: yeah. And, yeah. I mean...
0: I think the yeah. other thing is that it really... This hits home in a way that I'm not sure that other mass shootings have because it was a freaking concert and there were 22,000 people there and all of us know someone who was touched by it in some way. My friend's daughter was there.
1: Yeah.
0: Two guys from Alaska got killed. Or two two people, a man and a woman from Alaska got killed.
1: It's fucked up, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I think that it... it be- maybe because of the scale and because it was a freaking country music concert which let's be honest a lot of the people there were either apolitical or fairly conservative.
1: Yeah, I mean I won't even speculate. It's clear that the the shooter had motives that are or- Never going to be revealed. Yeah, we're never
0: going to figure this guy out because he doesn't fit. And that was the other thing that that kind of struck me about this is I I went to a conference earlier this week and we were talking about kind of oppressed minorities and people who have a hard time making it in our current society. And the thing that I really thought about with this shooter is that we rush to explain. We rush to kind of pigeonhole that person and make that person into the other, because that way, if we other that person, he's not us. Right, yeah, you no, I,
1: I completely agree, and it's, this and is one of the reasons I've given up years ago, I gave up on breaking news. Yeah. Right, like, something, something happens, you need at least 24 hours before you want to even start looking at whatever it was, you know, because the facts on the ground are just chaotic. And then, you know, for the next week, people are just speculating, and nobody's got a story yet about what really happened, you know, and it just takes, it takes days to actually have a a picture of what happened, and not even an
0: explanation, just a picture of it. And I think the truth is, we're truly never going to figure this guy out. Because he doesn't fit in any of the pre-existing categories of mass shooters.
1: You know, I mean, as close as I can tell, it's it's kind of suicide by cop, but...
0: But what is this glorification about hurting so many people and taking so many people with you?
1: Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it goes back to... uh... I mean, the guy all those years ago climbed up the t- mm-hmm. clock, clock tower at the University of Austin, right? Charles Whitmore. Of, yeah, kind of uh, ushered in this whole suicide by cop. Yeah. Mass shooting thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the breaking point is. Um, I don't know if you follow him. There's a guy, you're not on Facebook anymore, so you don't. But there's a guy named Trey Crowder who calls himself the liberal redneck I don't know if you've ever seen any of his stuff. No, I can't say that I have. <laughs> he's actually, he's very funny. And, and he usually really cuts through some of the political BS that's that's circulating around the country right now. But his response to the shooting was really interesting. He was like, look, I want to talk to my redneck friends. I get it. My grandpa taught me how to shoot when I was six. I still get together with all of my friends and we end up in the backyard plinking at tin cans and our wives are all sitting at the kitchen table talking about what a bunch of dumbasses we are. I get it. But what's the breaking point?
1: Right. You know, I mean, this little thing, right, is that um, there has to be something here, some breaking point where it's like, it's no longer acceptable. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately it does mean changing the way things the way guns are handled in this country.
0: You know, we own guns, would i give them up? You know, there's there's part of me that says living in rural Alaska, having bear and moose nearby that can threaten us and threaten our our animals. I'm not sure i would give all of them up, would i give the bulk of them up? Yeah, fuck yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, i
0: would i, I save don't know. something to protect my animals probably, but that's probably about it
1: yeah but you know this is the whole thing right this is why and by the way this is the why this is all complicated it would it's easy to say no guns right that's easy but that's wrong right it's easy to say all guns and that's clearly been fucking wrong right (laughs) you know so how do you get to a point where the guns make sense because you know the truth of the matter is they are a utility tool
0: So but here's the truth. Do I need a SIG Sauer pistol? No, I probably don't need my SIG. I I really probably don't. Right, but you know, Do we need the shotgun? Yeah, we probably need the shotgun.
1: Right. Now of course, you know, people who are just bound and determined to never give up a single thing would be like, Well, you know, if they take away your pistol, then they're gonna take away your shot you know, It's it's like no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, actual utility.
0: Right. And I mean, that's really what I'm talking about when I think about what would I, what would I want to keep if we were suddenly in a place where, where we were given the choice of giving up guns and making people safer. Right. I would want to keep something that would protect my lives at livestock for lack of a better description, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, once again, a good guy with a gun didn't stop this. cops stopped this,
0: right, and right. you know someone made the point that the good guy with the gun was thirty two stories below the shooter, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: and was never going to stop this no no you know
1: this is not how this is not how we deal with shit, right This is what we have the police for, right, you know and You know with this guy you know people make the argument of course this guy would have then gone out and done something else if he didn't have guns and that may very well be true there's nothing i can we can't we cannot possibly know what the alternative history looks like
0: well and so that goes back to a we have a loneliness and isolation problem
1: yeah i mean again from what i understand i can't say that i get it the guy had a girlfriend the guy had you know money apparently Mm -hmm. you know so
0: yeah I mean guy could afford to roll through a hundred thousand dollars at a whack
1: yep so which I mean just goes to the whole thing about you know all of us trying to you know evaluate somebody's mental state (laughs) from afar right you know, which is better pastime spent on Donald Trump.
0: <laughs> which, by the way, there is a new book out by a bunch of psychiatrists and psychologists. I, I actually downloaded a sample to my Kindle, so I don't have the name in front of me. But it is a book. Um, I want to say it's called The Dangerous Case for Donald Trump or The Dangerous Case of Donald Trump. And it's really looking at his, his mental health. Yeah. So it's definitely on my list.
1: The other thing, of course, you know, is a uh, you know Trump has made more of a show out of Las Vegas than he made out of Puerto Rico, right? You know, which is disgusting. Okay, and can I
0: just say, what the fuck is up with throwing paper towels at people? What is that? What is that?
1: that? (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god! If that happened, he was throwing—he was literally
0: throwing paper towels into a crowd like they were football jerseys.
1: Just needed the fucking, uh, the t-shirt cannon, right? There.
0: Honest to God, honest to God, and someone actually posted the funniest meme. It was like, you know how bounty is the quicker picker-upper? Well, so this was Trump throwing, throwing paper towels, and the caption was, Trump, the quicker fucker-upper. Like,
1: what a fucking moron. Yeah, because, you know, here, just have some paper towels, go, uh, go dry out your house.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't figure it out. The optics were so bizarre. Of
1: course you can't figure it out, because you're a rational adult human being who cares about other human beings, right? And that's the whole problem here, is that this guy doesn't care. He He's like, oh, I gotta go make an appearance?
0: I better wow. throw some paper towels. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre.
1: Because somebody said, sir, throwing a Make America Great t-shirt really is not the right way to go. <laughs> oh, okay, well then we'll just use these paper towels right here. What the... What's wrong with you?
0: Well, you know, and he and now this morning, the FEMA director down there are totally othering the San Juan mayor because she's a woman and she's Latina, so... And
1: and she's right. And she's our, right. Our response here has been less than
0: satisfactory. Why did it take nine days to get the hospital ship, the comfort, on the way to Puerto Rico?
1: Because it, I'll, I'll tell you the sad truth, Right because we suck at this
0: because they're, I, because they're poor brown people
1: yeah i'm sure i'm sure that that's absolutely got some truth in it too but uh, but i mean the thing is we suck at this disaster recovery is not something we plan for in this country we outsource the fuck out of it you know fema doesn't actually have people that do the work fema have people that contract with people who do the work right I'm not making excuses or anything, but I'm saying that honest to God, we suck at it and we should be focused on changing that fact. You know, the I fact that I
0: think this the, and Katrina would teach us that if nothing else, right. And,
1: well, in Houston. And, right. And
0: the, and the fact that we're not even talking about Harvey and Irma now.
1: Right. Right. And you know, the thing is, is that nobody wants to talk about it because actually doing something about it is going to be difficult. You're going to have to actually do something.
0: Difficult and expensive. The other thing that Trump said to the Puerto Ricans when he was in Puerto Rico was, you know, you really whacked our budget.
1: Right. Which, of course, is just insane because how big is the federal budget? And we've spent all of a whopping two billion dollars on this. And to just be so
0: tone deaf to say that to people who just lost everything. Yeah. I mean, I think the figure that I saw the other day was something like 12 percent of the island has power. We're almost 3 weeks out from this storm.
1: Oh yeah, no, they're talking about something like one third of the Puerto Rican population is going to is going to leave and not come back.
0: Yeah. I mean, I got to be honest, I was like, gosh, maybe we should take in a teenager from Puerto Rico, you know? <laughs> Don't know that they'd want to come to Alaska, Alaska. but
1: <laughs> but here's the here's the funny thing, right? You know, they're going to end up they're going to end up in in Florida. Right. And uh yeah, you know what? They're US citizens fuckers, they get the vote.
0: Yeah, Florida's so. a swing state. Whoop whoop
1: Fuck you. Right. You know, you know, dumb shits. Take care of your people. All of your people. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Damn it. You know, I mean I'm and by the way, I'm not downplaying the fact that I'm not downplaying the fact that there's some serious racist problems in the administration or anything like that, right? But even, honest to God, Puerto Rico would still have been fucked up completely, in my opinion, because I just don't believe that the federal government has got its shit together when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because it's not a priority. Because... The thing is, is about the time you get through the current disaster and everything... Another things start one to... comes along. No, another one doesn't come along, no. That's the truth, right? You can go a long time between disasters.
0: So do you think it's forgetting? Do you think it's like childbirth? They forget how awful it is, so they don't prepare yeah. for it? <laughs> That's right.
1: Right, because the thing is... You know, because... You know, and it's not... And it's not just... Republicans or, or Democrats. I mean, it's collectively, right? Because... You know, um, doesn't even have to be a natural disaster. Let's talk about the Exxon Valdez for a second. Let's talk about Deepwater Horizon. Right. Right? We suck at this, and we need to get better at it, you know? And you should definitely be aware, Mr. President, that fucking Puerto Rico Rico is a U.S. Fucking territory and therefore They are citizens of the United States So go fuck
0: yourself I'm right there with you man
1: Wow this is the Go fuck yourself <laughs> Every time Todd says go fuck yourself Have a drink right you'll be fucking comatose Before you get ten minutes into this Oh my god Boy I've had a hell of a week
0: You know <sighs> I mean it's been a shit show of a week I, don't, I can't remember if I told you but my phone Now recognizes shit show I think I told you that
1: Yeah
0: I don't have to type the whole thing in anymore. It just automatically pulls that up as an option. Weeks like this make that a really valuable tool.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, so.
0: Well, should yeah. we talk birth control?
1: Right, because, yeah. But, by, by the way, somebody explained to me the logic of having more unwanted children.
0: It's that whole we're pro-life until you come out of the womb thing.
1: Right, and then, goddammit, we'll execute your ass. Right. (laughs) We will incarcerate and execute your ass.
0: Or we'll just let you die when a Category 5 hurricane rips through your island.
1: Or through your Gulf Coast.
0: Right. (sighs) So, another thing that I think probably didn't get quite as much attention as... The hurricane as the cryptic comments about possibly North Korea and about um, about the shooting is the birth control thing. So Donald Trump announced this week that he was rolling back the 2012 affordable care mandate that basically said that employers were obligated to provide birth control to women at no cost.
1: Actually, to be clear, what he did is he actually delivered on something he promised uh, three months ago. And the, yeah, they finally came up with
0: the rules around it. And it sounds like there were, there were two rules. So one was specifically outlining how an employer, employer could ask for this particular exemption. And then there was the broader reaching rule of outlining how to apply for an exemption for quote, sincerely held moral convictions. Hey,
1: man, so I have the sincerely held moral conviction that I should not have to pay taxes as long as Trump is president.
0: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> is
1: that, that going to work
0: for me? I'm really good with that. Um, I don't know. We'll have to look at the outline for how to apply for sincerely held moral convictions. Probably not. It's a good thought, but probably not. Uh <laughs> So, I mean, here's, here are the numbers that people need to know with this. And I, I was really shocked by this. So there was a report that came out in 2013, so a year after the mandate had been in place, saying that basically 55 million women in the U.S. were now benefiting from the no-cost birth control mandate and that they had saved in a year $1.4 billion on contraceptive costs. Sluts. Right. Totally. Um, So what we're looking at now is just the reverse of that. It means women are going to be spending more. Yeah. And it means that 55 million women who have been able to access contraception are now going to lose their their affordable access to that contraception. And I think, you know, your your snarky comment is actually right in line. So what is this really about? This is really about the need to control other people's sexuality. And this is the need to shame people for being sexual beings. And this is the need to impose conservative, white, Christian religious law.
1: Yeah, and... Once again why do we spend any time worrying about what other people are doing?
0: Right. All of the libertarians would have us believe they're, n- they they do not care what we do in our bedrooms.
1: Right. But we don't have any libertarians apparently actually. in the administration. <laughs> uh, No, cause I mean, you know, the thing is birth control is a great thing. Right. And I just don't understand. I do not understand the mentality here. And I guess I never will, but you know, I mean,
0: birth control. In who exactly? Lab-
1: who, exa- who exactly is it that all these guys are having sex with? <laughs>
0: right. Well, apparently Pence with one wo- the one woman he'll be alone with, who he calls mommy. Ew. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh um. Um. Ew. <laughs> I know you can't even take that anywhere. It's just not good.
1: I don't want to take that anywhere.
0: <laughs> but, Ooh. you know, so I mean, I really do think it's about preventing women from getting power. Women have been awfully uppity since they've been able to manage their reproduction. <laughs> right. Oh, is that when it is that when it started? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's when it became a broad phenomenon.
1: It became apparent to guys that, right. women were, that women weren't actually happy with their bullshit. Yet. Right.
0: But the other thing is who benefits, right? So the people who benefit are religious conservatives, Big Pharma, because Big Pharma is going to be able to get more money if there are not agreements to to make a class of drugs affordable. Right. And then, of course, insurance, because they don't have to negotiate with Big Pharma to pay Big Pharma's demands for these drugs. I mean, who benefits? Rich, white motherfuckers.
1: Yeah.
0: Literally, in Pence's no, case. I, Yeah. Ew. Oh, God. I'm just... Uh,
1: I don't even know what to say there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I was responding to, to a friend of mine on Facebook because, you know, I like my echo chamber. And I was like, this is like a... a, a An episode of The Handmaid's Tale. This truly is like an episode of The Handmaid's Tale.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, there is some real issues with this, right? You know? And when are people going to figure out that it doesn't matter if your next-door neighbor's on birth control, if that's what your next-door neighbor wants to do, you know? But, you know, I'm just saying if I had a daughter, I'd do anything to make sure she didn't get pregnant.
0: Unless she wanted to be pregnant and then hopefully intelligently and at a good age and with good resources in place.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, so the other thing is, and I, I think that this sometimes gets lost in conversation, although more women are getting better about making these points. What about the women who are using contraceptive pills mostly, but they're using other methods of hormonal contraception to treat things that have nothing to do with pregnancy prevention and sexuality? Yeah. And have everything to do with crazy menstrual bleeding and horrible periods and painful periods and mood changes because of hormones. Well, you deserve that because you're a woman. Because we're women, right. <laughs> because we handed Adam the fucking apple what? in the Garden of Eden. The,
1: the, so here's the thing I've always wondered about that story, by the way. So Eve hands him the apple. She didn't force feed it to him. She didn't fucking <laughs> kick him in the nuts, throw him on the ground and say, eat the fucking apple. As far as I can tell from the story, he willingly did it.
0: There was a little so free ex- will involved.
1: Yeah so, yeah. so who exactly was to blame there? You know?
0: It's that whole shared responsibility thing that we actually don't want to admit to. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. I've always liked the story of Lilith better, who was basically like, fuck you. I am dominant. And this is the way I want it.
1: yep Uh...
0: yeah i don't know there's not a lot to say about birth control other than kind of what we've said although i did read a point this morning when i was looking at articles about this this is even more toxic in the context of attempts to roll back the affordable care act as a whole and attempts to defund planned parenthood because right. what's the one place that women can still access birth control, even if this mandate goes away, Planned Parenthood. Oh shit! Sorry, we defunded that.
1: Right. And again, you know, the thing with Planned Parenthood, it's kind of like NPR, right? Planned Parenthood in the major in the major cities and everything is going to be fine, right. right? They, you know, just like if NPR stopped getting money from the federal government tomorrow, you know, in the in the major metropolitan areas, NPR is going to be fine. The problem is problem is rural. The problem is small markets.
0: Well, and we already face that problem. There is one Planned Parenthood in Alaska. It's in Anchorage. I actually had someone with an unplanned pregnancy in my practice this summer who was looking for a termination and I don't know that she was ever able to access it because we're talking 90 minutes away and she has no transportation and no insurance. And and she was lucky that she was in a community that was within driving distance of the one Planned Parenthood in the state of Alaska. Yep. Ah, fuck. (laughs) Right, I mean, what else can you say, right? That's pretty much what you could say is, fuck. And, uh... You know, this is pretty dark, and, and I think that... That Bob's moment of really hitting bottom with all of this is is not out of bounds.
1: No, I didn't think it was either. You know, I just was trying not to participate.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, maybe all, if you we've... had a little more bourbon.
1: <laughs> uh, we've all been there, you know, and right. we're all going to be there again.
0: Yeah, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Uh... Well, so I do have some good. Do you do you want to move on to the Hall of Honorable Mention?
1: Absolutely.
0: So I posted two links on our Facebook page for hospitals. One is UMC, University Medical Center. One is the Sunrise Hospital. They're both hospitals in Las Vegas. Um, I made it a point to go and send them thank you notes, basically for the care that they provided for the survivors of the shooting. Um UMC specifically is a not-for-profit hospital, it's a community hospital, and they're the only level one trauma center in Las Vegas. So, and I just, I really feel like in tragedies like this, that the people who work EMS, the people who work in the ERs and the ORs, they really need to be held up and supported in their response, and and in their trauma, after dealing with this kind of issue, this kind of episode. So people can thank those hospitals. Um, UMC does have a foundation that basically exists to to help further their reach into the community. So if, if people are so moved, they can donate to the foundation associated with UMC. Um, The other thing that I wanted to mention is that, I, like I said, I went to a training earlier this week. My friend Tracy, who I don't think she listens because I think she's insanely busy, uh, she actually taught a two-day course about the LGBTQ plus community, which is kind of the way that they get around adding on all of the additional letters to that that abbreviation. Um, It was really great. The first day we really talked about language and culture and history of oppression in the LGBT community. And then the second day was really more about medical needs, medical issues. And we had a panel with a queer identified woman, a queer identified man and a trans man, and they were phenomenal panelists. They were so moving and and hearing their experiences about growing up LGBTQ in this culture was, was really amazing.
1: Yeah, I bet.
0: So it was totally worthwhile, and I just want to send props out to my friend for putting together such a fantastic training. That is excellent. Yeah, it was. It gave me a little bit of hope in the midst of some pretty dark days. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's very very dark days indeed. Right. I mean, what else can you say? Very dark.
1: Oh man. Uh. I don't really have
0: anybody for honorable mention.
1: I do have a fuck this guy. Okay. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. Fuck oh, you. Oh,
0: yeah, right? Who sounds like he was the worst kept secret in Hollywood.
1: Yeah, which unfortunately is like no surprise when it comes to Hollywood.
0: Right? The one thing that I will say, and I mean, I I feel like, as we have said before, our entire lives are ongoing fuck this guy for Trump, so I'm not really going to make him a fuck this guy, but... I don't think he has the right to comment on Harvey Weinstein.
1: Again. Yeah. The optics are kind of questionable. Yeah.
0: I think the fact that he is an admitted sexual predator, he doesn't get to comment.
1: Yep. Yep. And you know, it's just, again, it's it just the degree to which, you know, this guy's insane that he would even comment on it, that he would even think that commenting on it was a good play. Right. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: Uh, But
1: yeah Anyway, uh, I hope Mr. Weinstein Faces some criminal charges at some point Certainly Some significant litigation
0: His empire is certainly dissolving around him So that's not a bad thing Something like one third of his board Has resigned Um, He lost his legal representation Although it sounds like she was planning on doing some pretty Scurrilous things before uh, Before she left his Employ Um Yeah, so it sounds like things are really hitting him pretty hard.
1: And they should.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: They totally should.
0: And he's not the only sexual predator in the news this week, neither is the president. A couple of journalists have been ousted for um, really aggressive harassment tactics. Um, One of whom was a liberal journalist who apparently was in contact with Milo Yiannopoulos and was basically like, you should attack this woman. I saw that, yeah. Yeah.
1: Guy worked for Vice. Yeah. Oh, Vice did the right thing there, I thought.
0: Yeah, they sure did.
1: Get rid of this jackass. Yep. What is wrong with us? This is, you know, going right all the way back to where we
0: started. (laughs) Right. So maybe this is the what is wrong with us episode. What is wrong with us?
1: I just, I can't even comprehend what the hell we're doing.
0: So, you know, on that note, I found actually a really funny conversation from Neil Gaiman's comic Death, The Time of Your Life. Yeah. So here we go. She's having a conversation with a man named Sexton. And Sexton says to Death, I think the whole world's gone mad. And Death says in response, uh-uh, it's always like this. You probably just don't get out enough. <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> so true. So true. Sad, but so true. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is, is that the you know life is brutish, nasty, and short. People suck. <laughs> right. You know.
0: Okay. We have to, even though we're we're in the process of wrapping up, we have to talk about that because I thought that was really funny. So Todd said, you know, life is nasty, brutish, and short, and I was like, was that Locke or was that Hobbes? And you were like, it it was Hobbes. And then we talked about having had those classes, and you said, what? Basically, that's all you remember from a semester of
1: that. Yeah, the only thing I remember from my my time in political philosophy is that is Leviathan, right? Hobbes, life is brutish, nasty, and short. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, so, you know, hopefully next week things are a little bit better.
0: God, we can hope. Although know, it's not I'm, looking wait, it's it's not looking very positive at this point.
1: Right, well, because we got the shock and awe thing coming or whatever the fuck this thing <laughs> right? is, right?
0: The calm before the storm.
1: Whatever the fuck you mean, Mr. President. Yep. Um I'm scared to death as to what he thinks he means by that. But too. You know, But you know, maybe On the other hand, there's a good chance that nothing's going to come of this, right? he will be like, no, I never said that.
0: (laughs) That is the benefit of being a serial liar is you can just say, "Uh uh-uh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, oh my god, he seriously is a serial liar. This guy couldn't tell the truth if he had to.
0: (laughs) Yeah. God.
1: So... Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, so I think we've got potentially a guest coming up later this month. Um, I'm going to be traveling and I'm going to be visiting my friend Jen in Seattle. And she is a pediatric ENT, ear, nose and throat nurse practitioner. And I thought maybe we could do a vaccine update. Absolutely. By the way, got my flu shot. Got your flu shot. Okay. You know, this is really funny, all right? So, talk about the Leviathan of healthcare and who benefits and all of that. So, I work at a community health center. We are largely federally funded, although we get quite a number of grants and private donations as well. Um, we're all of a sudden being very limited in terms of how we can administer vaccines because of people's payer sources. So I still haven't gotten my flu vaccine because we're trying to figure out how we can Im- immunize the employees of the clinic and what stock of vaccine we can pull from because of the payer source. Oh, so oh. if that's not an argument for single payer, I don't know what the fuck is.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, I've, in fact, I I need to... Yeah, my primary care does not actually offer the shingles vaccine, but... Um, Fortunately you can walk into Walgreens. Right, but I gotta find out when my insurance will pay for it because depending on your insurance plan, it might be when you're fifty, it might be when you're sixty.
0: Yes. Cause you know. Because thirty year olds don't get shingles. Bullshit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah well you know I'm happy to say it, no measles outbreak in California recently
0: yeah mumps outbreak in Anchorage very recently really yes, again again and potentially um some hemophilus hemophilus influenza B Hib in our area we're not sure yet we may have a significant case of it
1: well and of course Hep A outbreak in San Diego
0: oh not surprising yeah. Not that now, it was I mean, San Diego, but just a hep a outbreak. That's never surprising. Uh, wash your hands, people. <laughs> for fuck's sake, wash your hands.
1: <laughs> so here, here's, here's a question for you as we're now on this subject, right? So uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? He's like, yeah, no, never use the uh, the hand sanitizer stuff, right? And I know where he was going with it and everything, but... So as a medical practitioner daily use you know i mean obviously wash your hands all the time but like do you believe in the hand sanitizer stuff
0: so the current guidelines which i think are fairly reasonable are if you have grossly soiled hands you need to wash with soap and water and you need to do it for long enough which means singing happy birthday to yourself at least twice while you're washing your hands um (laughs) Don't sing out loud because patients look at you strangely. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, yes, obviously, when in doubt, wash your hands with soap and water for an appropriate duration. Is hand sanitizer legit? Yeah. If you're in a place where like sometimes if I'm just going from one room to the next and I didn't do a hands on exam and my hands aren't soiled, I will go and use hand sanitizer because it's quick and it's easy to do between rooms if I don't have access to soap and water right away, hand sanitizer is better than nothing. The one thing that I can tell you that I do know is that it doesn't kill the influenza virus. Yeah. (laughs) So it's not helpful there. Good to know. Um, But overall, the guidelines are that it's better than nothing, but when in doubt, wash your hands with soap and water. All right.
1: So there you go. PSA on top of everything else. (laughs)
0: This really was the potpourri episode. Maybe we should call it that.
1: <laughs> the something for everyone.
0: The, the something for no one.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Hey, I, you know anybody who's still with with us at this moment in the podcast? Thank you very much. For yeah.
0: God bless you. Buddha bless you. Somebody bless you because you've stayed with us this whole time. <laughs> All right. On that note, maybe we should try one off next. Well, we're gonna kind of at some point we're gonna do the the update with Jennifer. We'll see about doing a one off this month as well. What do you think?
1: Potentially, yes.
0: Okay, yes. very good. Well, on that note, I guess we should wrap it up. Yep. All we're right. right at an hour, so good job. Yay! All right, everybody, have a good week. Take care. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. The girl, please. Woman needs you at a